are getting fatter, it seems, by the minute. Obesity, even amongst children, is becoming a global pandemic. Over the past few years, I've lost over 25 kilograms, that's more than 55 pounds, in weight. And it's effortless keeping it on. I'm Bernie Diamond, and thank you so much for joining me again on Christianity Works. As someone who for much of my life struggled with the disease of obesity, today I want to share with you some secrets for losing weight and keeping it off effortlessly. Sounds impossible, doesn't it? Well, actually, it's much easier than you might think. Are you ready for secret number one? Here we go. Back in the 1800s, we ate like about 7 kilograms or 15 pounds of sugar a year. Today, that's topping out at 70 kilograms or 150 pounds. The crazy thing is, we kind of think that's normal, but before the early 20th century, the only way you could get sugar in your diet at all was to fight the bees for some honey. There was no farming or mass production the way there is today. Or to be near an apple tree when it was in season, once a year. Or chew on a log called sugarcane because 99% of it's log and only 1% of it is sugar. What we consider normal today in an historical perspective is grossly abnormal. It's our high consumption of sugar and other refined carbohydrates that's very clearly at the heart, pardon the pun, of so-called Western diseases of obesity, cardiovascular disease, that's heart attacks and strokes, and diabetes. In fact, the research shows that within 20 years of a Western diet, high in refined carbohydrates, making it into a country almost like clockwork, heart disease, stroke, obesity and diabetes simultaneously appear. But don't just take my word for it. If you're online, go to YouTube and watch the video Bitter Truth by Professor of Paediatrics Robert Lustig. The high refined carbohydrate intake isn't just killing us and disabling us. It means that in many countries now, childhood obesity, previously unheard of, is a pandemic. So here's my number one secret for losing the 25 kilograms which I have lost and am now able to keep off without ever having to think about it. I have as completely as possible removed both sugar and other refined carbohydrates, white flour, peeled potatoes, white rice, from my diet. And I know you might think that I'm crazy, but hear me out. When I came to the conclusion that refined carbohydrates were at the heart of my problem, my wife and I went through our pantry and we removed everything that contained refined carbohydrates. Barbecue sauce, 42% sugar by weight. The breakfast cereals were 35% sugar. Fruit juice, see I thought fruit juice was healthy. Cakes, chips, chocolates, cookies, white bread, Thai sauces, pretty much anything and everything that had been refined and prepared by someone else. And you know, there was almost nothing left. It was really demoralizing, I mean really. And the first week for me was hard not having any sugar, because I was addicted to the stuff. I used to kid myself that I wasn't, but actually I was. Do you know that the researchers bred some rats without taste buds and they put two clear fluids in their cages? One was water with sugar and the other one was water with cocaine and each rat became addicted to the sugar solution. The change in our diets was radical because just about everything out there has sugar and flour in it. It became a bit like our friend Bill who's a celiac. He always has to check everything before he eats. And now we're kind of the same. I check the label, I ask the waiter and I will not allow refined carbohydrates to enter my mouth. Now, I know, I know, you, you think I'm nuts. Well, let me tell you what happened. 
the weight just fell off me. Now, let me tell you, I still eat butter, cheese, bacon, all the high cholesterol things that traditional medicine tells you is bad for you. I'm going to talk more about that a little bit later because my doctor is over the moon with my blood test results. I eat as much as I want, whenever I want, and I lost 25 kilograms. That's 55 pounds. It was the moment I removed all those refined carbohydrates. Look, the withdrawal of sugar lasted about a week, and then I was fine. But when I removed those refined carbs... I lost my appetite. I just wasn't that hungry anymore. And here's the science behind that. When you eat refined carbs with a high glycemic index, your body digests them very quickly. In an instant, your blood sugar spikes, so now your body's pumping insulin into your bloodstream because insulin is the stuff that processes the blood sugar into energy and the surplus into fat. A spike in your blood sugar produces a strong insulin response. And the insulin is so effective in mopping up your blood sugar quickly, you're left with a really low level of blood sugar. And what does that tell your body? It says, I'm hungry. What's your response? You eat. You go for something that's going to give you a quick fix, and so your blood sugar pumps up rapidly again, and down again, and up again, and down again. Your insulin is pumping way too high, And right there, you have the beginnings of insulin resistance, metabolic syndrome, and diabetes. As soon as you remove the spikes, most of your hunger goes away. That's the reason I can eat whatever I want, whenever I want, because I now want less food and I want it less frequently. And that, my friend, in a nutshell, is how I lost 25 kilograms and have for the first time in my life ever kept it off without trying. All I do is I avoid refined carbohydrates. I don't have to think what I eat, how much I eat, when I eat. That's easy to do. I walk past those sweet muffins at the cafe, which they put right at eye level to look and to smell stunning. And do you know, there's not a single twinge of desire in my body to have one because I've broken the addiction to the sugar and the carbohydrates. I no longer need the fix. So I look at that and I don't want it. I've been through the withdrawal and the desire is gone. Now, What I've just told you may sound completely counterintuitive. How can the guy still be having bacon and eggs for breakfast and losing weight? But the truth is, almost every truth is counterintuitive. Hey, love your enemy, take up your cross, blessed are the meek. Those things are all counterintuitive, and yet they're true. But God's also given you and me a brain, and I don't want you just to take my word from it. Here are three sources that I access frequently to wrap my mind around the rights and the wrongs of what to eat. The first is the book Sweet Poison by lawyer and author David Gillespie, who, like me, was grossly obese, and given his gifted legal mind, he applied his forensic investigation skills to understand what was going on with his epidemic of weight gain and how to lose weight. The second is that YouTube video by Professor Robert Lustig called Bitter Truth. It's right there on YouTube. And finally, there's a fantastic blog and website by a brilliant young doctor, Peter Atia. The site is called eatingacademy.com. All three are brilliant. And if you're a person whose lifestyle and waistline and blood sugar tests and blood lipid tests aren't what they should be, my friend, it's time for you to wrap your mind around this stuff and do something about it. Because next month, next year, could be too late. My secret number one for losing 25 kilos is this. Get rid of the sugar and the other refined carbohydrates in your diet and watch the weight fall straight off you. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. 
As we take this short break, I'd like to tell you about a free daily resource that I'd love to send you to help you draw closer to God. It's called Fresh. Each day you'll receive a powerful scripture verse together with some words of inspiration, hope and encouragement. And the best news is that it's completely free, delivered right to your inbox each and every day, where you can choose to read, listen or watch the daily video. It's completely up to you. God's Word, fresh for you each day. To receive your free devotional, just jump on the website, freshdevotional.org. You'll see the Fresh e-devotional sign-up waiting right there for you. As a bonus, I'll also send you a free copy of the e-book, How Can I Hear God Speak to Me? So head across to that website and sign up to receive Fresh. I pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. And again, that web address, in case you missed it, is freshdevotional.org. So go ahead, head across to the website, sign up to receive Fresh, and we pray that your heart will be touched and transformed as you draw ever closer to Jesus through his word. When I reduced the sugar and the refined carbohydrates in my diet, not only did the weight come tumbling off without me having to starve myself or go hungry, but my blood cholesterol and triglycerides, those things that tell you whether you're at risk of heart attack or stroke, they improved so dramatically it had my doctor asking, what have you done? See, for years he'd been telling me to reduce my cholesterol by going on a low-fat diet limiting dairy products, no more than two eggs a week, the traditional things that doctors tell you to do. And for years I'd been trying to do that, but it just didn't work. In fact, I'm not the only one. The whole idea of low-fat diets emanated from a flawed study done by a man named Ansel Keys back in 1939. He promoted the fat-makes-you-fat message. So he did this study of some 20 countries and he chose just seven of those to demonstrate that increased fat consumption was making people fat. Had he reported the findings of all 20 countries, he simply wouldn't have been able to say that. And in fact, had he chosen seven different countries out of the 20, he would have proven exactly the opposite. But there's a certain elegant simplicity about the message that fat makes you fat. So by the 1960s and 70s, the idea of the low-fat diet was in full swing, and it's still being promoted today. The only problem is that over that same time, obesity rates have climbed dramatically. See, the low-fat thing, whichever way you look at it, isn't working. And that, my friend, is something that I've proven over my life as over and over again with the yo-yo effects of dieting, losing over 20 kilograms, 45 pounds, seven times in my lifetime. And each time, stacking it back on again, whilst watching my fat intakes very carefully and wondering why I still had a fatty liver, which is a precursor to cirrhosis and cancer, and why I just couldn't keep the weight off. So, finally, having lost 25 kilograms, 55 pounds these last few years, the easy way, virtually eliminating processed and refined carbohydrates from my diet, I came upon secret number two, replacing those bad calories, the ones that kept causing my blood sugar levels to spike and then to plummet, making me hungry all the time, with good calories. Now, whilst Ansel Keys was promoting the low-fat approach to dieting, there was another man, you may well have heard of him, called Dr. Robert Atkins, famous for the Atkin diet, promoting low-carbohydrate diets, which didn't limit the fat intake. Now, I read the Keys studies and I've read the Atkins approach, and whilst I'd always thought that those Atkins people were nutters, I decided 
to give it a go. So I replaced the chips and cakes and bread rolls and mashed potatoes and all that stuff with three things. And here is secret number two. Lots of vegetables, every colour, every variety, cooked, raw, salads, stews, you name it, and I am into vegetables. Secondly, with protein, lots of meat and fish of all kinds. Well, neither of those things are particularly controversial, are they? But the third one is fat. And not the fats that they tell you are healthy, the polyunsaturated margarines. The research is telling us that those manufactured oils created in a laboratory and in a factory are actually bad for us. But saturated fats, animal fats, and monounsaturated fats like olive oil. See, I no longer restrict my fat intake. In fact, hang in there, because I haven't gone crazy. My high sugar content cereal breakfast of fruit juice and tin fruit and muesli, total sugar content around 45% by weight, has now been replaced by eggs fried in butter, bacon, spinach, and fried tomatoes. Why did I do that? As an experiment. Here was an alternate theory, because the low-fat one that I'd believed in most of my life, the low-fat message, which made so much sense, had simply failed to deliver. It hadn't worked. And as much as it was totally counterintuitive that having so-called bad fats in my diet would help me lose weight, I had nothing to lose. I gave it a spin, and I decided to do it for three months. I would not restrict my fat intake, but would make sure that very few refined carbohydrates ever past my lips. Remember that green, red, yellow, purple, orange vegetables are all actually packed full of carbohydrates. So I still have plenty of carbs in my diet. The difference is that the carbs that I'm now eating in vegetables are packaged inside fibre, which makes them much slower to digest, avoiding any spikes in my blood sugar and the tummy rumbling plummet in blood sugar that follows. So what happened? What were the results? Well, firstly, I am now seriously addicted to vegetables, and I've rediscovered a whole bunch of fantastic vegetables that I'd forgotten. Secondly, the fat that I'm eating has not increased my cholesterol or triglyceride readings. To the contrary, bad cholesterol and triglycerides are down, and good cholesterol, the HDL type, is high. The reason's simple. See, most of your cholesterol in your body, 85%, is actually produced by your liver and your small intestine. And your diet has very little influence over your blood cholesterol levels. And finally, I simply wasn't as hungry anymore. Not as often, not as much. And to this day, I can basically eat what I want, other than refined carbohydrates, and not put on any weight. The key is, I want a lot less because I'm not that hungry anymore. Now, if you told me at the beginning of my three-month experiment that this would be the outcome, I'd have said to you, you are nuts. Do I still get hungry sometimes between meals? Yeah, occasionally. So I go for a handful of incredibly healthy nuts, a piece of cheese, some leftover protein, chicken, or whatever happens to be in the refrigerator. 25 kilograms, which is what I've lost over the last few years, is as heavy as a heavy suitcase. And I was carrying that round in my body. Hey, no wonder my joints were hurting. No wonder I didn't want to exercise. No wonder I was always tired. I spent most of my adult life carrying that incredibly heavy suitcase strapped to my body in the form of fat. That's a scary thought. When you think about this stuff, as radical as this approach might seem, in an historical context, it's not radical at all. It's simply winding the clock back a century or so to eat exactly the sort of foods that my grandparents were eating in the late 1800s and early 1900s when, listen carefully, heart disease, stroke, cancer and diabetes were as rare as hen's teeth. 
before Ansel Keys sold us this lie that fat makes you fat. Hey, I'm not your doctor, and I'm not here to give you medical advice. But because so many people have asked me, I'm just telling you what I did and how it worked. I'm Bernie Diamond, and you're listening to Christianity Works. Way too many people in this world are carrying way too much weight, and that's led to a global pandemic of metabolic syndrome, diabetes, heart attack, and stroke. But it needn't be that way. Armed with a few simple facts, it turns out to be much easier than you might think to lose the weight you need to lose and keep it off permanently. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Five Secrets for Losing Weight and Keeping It Off to help you live a healthy life to a ripe old age. To request your free copy, visit ChristianityWorks.com and you'll see that offer right there toward the top of the homepage. Click on it, pop in your name and email, and that e-booklet will be winging its way to your inbox in just seconds. Again, that web address is ChristianityWorks.com. See, I have a confession to make. I have never, ever, ever enjoyed running. Every now and then, you hear about some big fitness event being organised and they have the hide to call it a fun run. What? Are they mad? Running has never been fun for me. Ever, ever, ever. In fact, in my younger years, I trained to be an officer in the Australian Army four years at the Royal Military College Duntroon, which is the Australian equivalent to the UK's Sandhurst and America's West Point. And you know, I was almost kicked out in my final year for failing the cross-country run by 22 seconds, twice. So when I talk about exercise, I want you to understand where I'm coming from. And what I'm going to say is perhaps not what you think I'm going to say. The prevailing wisdom is that in order to lose weight and get into shape, you need to do exercise. And by spending all those calories on exercising and restricting the calories that you consume, you create a calorie deficit that causes you to draw on your fat reserves and to lose weight. That's the theory. In fact, the whole exercise and fitness industry is worth billions of dollars every year. It's booming. And have you noticed? People are getting fatter and fatter. If you've been able to join me this week, you'll have heard me share with you that I have lost more than 20 kilograms, that's 45 pounds, seven times in my life. And each time except this last time, I've put all the weight back on again. Anyone who's ever tried to lose that much weight will tell you 20 kilograms is a Herculean effort. It's, it's huge. Think about it. Each kilo of human body fat contains 7,700 calories of energy. So to lose just one kilo, you need to create a deficiency between the energy you spend and the energy you consume of 7,700 calories. That's hard work. And so when I lost all that weight all those times before... I would set about creating as much of a deficit between my energy output and energy consumption as I could possibly force my body to do in order to burn the fat. Hey, at one stage, I was walking 20 kilometers a day. That's 12 and a half miles a day and consuming only around 1,100 calories. In other words, I was starving myself. It took a lot of time. It required a lot of work, a lot of dedication, a lot of willpower over many, many months to lose the weight that way. And as soon as I stopped doing it, I'd put it straight back on again. Bottom line, 
with my own life and blood and sweat and tears. I have proven that exercising doesn't help you lose weight in a way that will cause you to keep it off. And the reason is that if you're constantly hungry, well, that's something you can't sustain. You can't fight your appetite every day for the rest of your life. When you spend calories by exercising, your body automatically wants to replace them by eating. And if you've bothered to study the research, which now I finally have, that's exactly what the research tells you. Study after study proves exactly that fact. So here's my secret number three. Exercise is not a mainstay in helping you lose weight because it increases your appetite. Now, if you're living on a diet high in processed and refined carbohydrates, you're actually breaking your finely tuned appetite control mechanism. By applying secret number one, drastically reducing those refined carbs in your diet to allow your brilliantly sophisticated appetite control feedback loop to start working properly again, and now all of a sudden you're going to eat less, not because you're forcing yourself to, but because naturally you want to, because your appetite system is working the way that God meant it to work. If you don't believe me, try it. Now, all of a sudden, exercise takes on an entirely different role in your healthy lifestyle. You're no longer beating your head up against a brick wall, trying to exercise to lose all this weight, which the studies tell us simply doesn't work. Now, you're exercising to be healthy. Do you know what the biggest single indicator of an impending heart attack is statistically? Is it high cholesterol? No. Is it high triglycerides? No. Is it high blood pressure? No. It's not even being overweight. The single greatest indicator of an impending heart attack, statistically, is a lack of exercise. But when you're carrying all that weight, you don't feel like exercising. Believe you me, I know. I used to sit there on the couch in the evening, having consumed a high-carb snack like a packet of chips or something, and I'd feel so tired and lethargic. I couldn't bring myself to get up, put my runners on, and walk out the front door. But once I'd lost the weight, by doing what I've been talking about, modifying my diet, taking the refined carbs out, and replacing them with really good stuff, the stuff our grandparents were eating when heart disease and diabetes were rare as hen's teeth, I discovered I had so much energy that I needed to exercise. So these days I walk rather briskly at about seven kilometres, or just under four and a half miles most days. It takes me about an hour, and if for some reason a couple of days go by without me being able to get out there and go for a walk, I start getting really twitchy. I just, I just have to get out there and exercise because I have all this energy. Sometimes I run for part of it, but only because I have excess energy to burn and I feel like it. I never take a watch. I never time myself. I don't make it a competition against myself or anybody else. I just get out there for a brisk walk and I enjoy the fresh air and I do it because I feel like it, not because I have to. I am not training for a marathon. I'm just getting my body to be mobile. Now, walking may not be your thing. You might enjoy bike riding or swimming or playing basketball or going to the gym. We're all different. But once the weight has started to come off you, once you've removed those refined carbs, replaced them with good calories, and the weight is just falling off your body, I guarantee you, you are going to want to go and exercise. Your body is amazing. The desire to exercise when the weight comes off is as certain as night following day. It's natural. Let me ask you something. Is this good news or what? I mean, you and I have been given this incredibly amazing body by God. He handcrafted you and he handcrafted me in our mother's womb and laid down every strand of DNA that makes us who we are. 
The moment this Western diet gets dumped on us, the fizzy drinks full of sugar, the white bread, the sugar-laden cereal, all the stuff made with white flour, the fruit juices that have the fibre removed and leave the poisonous sugar in, the moment that gets dumped on us, either from birth, because we're born in a Western country, or as the Western diet is introduced to the country in which we live, we end up breaking the finely tuned appetite control system that God designed and gave to each one of us. That's what we do. We break it. We fool it. We keep having our blood sugar spiked and then it plummets and we're hungry and up and down and up and down. And that's where insulin resistance begins. That's where premature aging begins. That's where diabetes and metabolic syndrome and heart disease begins. You take all of that stuff away. You lose weight. You feel so much better. And you want to go and exercise. And you know what exercise does? Exercise attacks the triglycerides in your bloodstream. Exercise puts all sorts of good hormones back in your bloodstream. May God bless you as you take hold of your life, your eating habits, and get your body, the only one that you'll ever be given here on this earth, back into a healthy condition, the sort of condition that God meant for it to be in. That's pretty much all we have time for today. But before I go, there's something very important that I need to share with you. See, our passion here at Christianity Works is to see your life powerfully transformed as you draw ever closer in a rich, dynamic relationship with Jesus. So let me encourage you to check out the treasure trove of practical, relevant, life-changing Bible teaching available at ChristianityWorks.com. It's full of free resources to help you draw closer to God so that you can become all that he made you to be. So dive into the Media Lounge to watch our weekly Christianity Works television broadcast or the daily fresh devotional videos. Everything's been conveniently categorized so that you can filter the content to quickly lay hold of just the teaching that you need for whatever you happen to be going through today. With all my heart, I know that Jesus wants to have a powerful impact on your life to bring you his joy, his peace, and his power. So go on, head across to our website, ChristianityWorks.com. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time next week with another message of God's love, God's grace, and God's power for each one of us in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ.